Yes, guys. Welcome back. We are on episode 46, How to Win a Good War. I'm going to title this one Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan. Is that what we're going with for the title? That's what we're going with for the title. Good Samaritan. And it's quite a nice story, actually, isn't this it? It's quite a nice story. So, so usually we start with Chop of the Week, don't correct, we? Correct, we do. But we're going slightly differently this week. So last Tuesday, I was down at the London Club. Very nice golf club. Very posh. Very not posh. not a paid ad. Um, <laughs> If they want to, though. Um, also got some goss on that. We can we can maybe leak at the end of this podcast. Ooh. It's not from a valuable source, but it's from a source. Oh. Um, Are we going to get around there or what? That's the goss. No, it's not. Um, yeah, we'd <laughs> like, yeah, let's try and get around there. It'd be really nice to get around there. Maybe this guy, gentleman Scott, okay, it's yes. a story. Can maybe take us around. If you Ooh, listen to that'd Scott, be nice. we'd love to take you up and around. So, basically, got out of the car. Um, it's going to be early doors so it's probably about half seven quarter, quarter to eight I was there we're not said why you were there okay so I was down at London Club with Gold Monthly not yes. very good at telling stories am I you're not um, so I arrived early doing some filming doing some filming so I arrived early and the guys from Gold Monthly weren't there yet M25 traffic classic horrendous insulate Britain yeah <laughs> <laughs> want to keep listening Josh sorry um, <laughs> um, and so I arrived early and this guy in the car park said, and I didn't know how to start, take this to begin with. He said, oh, what are you doing here? Famous. No, Famous. No, 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 no. But then I was like, first thing that I thought in my head. Do I know him? Yeah. Ah. I thought, shit, do I know this guy? Shit, have a coached him. Shit, have a, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, how are you? Gave it the Oh, way. and he's like, you don't know me, mate. And he's like, oh, no, I was watching you last night. And he's like, not in bed. <laughs> no, he's like, oh, I was watching you last night. What are you doing down here? So I explained, obviously. I was down with Gold Monthly, but they weren't here yet. Um, so I was just going to go grab a coffee and say, oh, don't worry about that. Let me take you some breakfast. Wow. That's unreal. So is he a member there? Member there, yeah. Um, name called Scott, member there, and uh, took me for a coffee. Didn't take him up with some toast. I thought it was a bit bit too much, but yeah. um, had, had a lovely coffee uh, with him. Uh, we talked about loads of stuff. Yeah, he's quite an interesting guy, actually. He had a friends that had a uh, YouTube channel all on watches. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, it was good and fun. And you're his go-to YouTube coach, apparently. Yeah, well, not, no, no, no. He said he likes lots of others. But he, he also no, he likes just, your content. Just say like my content, yeah. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Check you. So, yeah. Getting recognised all over the place now. I'm not just around here. Be in Tesco next, wasn't it? Well, I'm joking. the last... Three or four times we played, someone's gone. Oh, you're you're that guy from YouTube. But as you'd say, Josh, it's not Rick Shields. <laughs> I would never you know, do Josh that. Josh has a running standing joke that any time anybody mentions uh, anything good about golf content, he goes, oh, is that Rick Shields? I'm like, yeah, it's nice, I mean, it's going a bit old. It's funny though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, he, I'm going to be perfectly honest, he, he has some good content. He has some great content. Great content. I'd beat him at golf. Um, <laughs> That's quite cool though that that he's sort of recognised you just from YouTube yeah. and brought you coffee. If you Scott, I'm gonna reach out to you now. I don't know how I can reach out to him. I should have got his number. You should have done and said, "Welcome and play." I'm sure. Then. I'm sure if I put it on my Facebook or it, no, my YouTube and said, "Ah, oh, who was the love? Can the lovely gent who bought me a coffee at London Club two weeks ago? Please reach out to me." Yeah, absolutely. This is my email. Yeah. And then say, and then email, and then Can't email you, and then say, do you want to take us around London Club? <laughs> well, no, I think he would love that. Man, the kind of guy that would be like, yeah, you know what, 100%. That'd be class, mate. He would, we would, he would definitely, 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 definitely um, be all over that. Did he mention that he listened to the podcast, or? Yes, he did. 
No, we didn't. No. I should have I plugged away. You should have plugged away, mate. I panicked. I flustered. All under, all under. Well, you might listen. Scott, if you're listening, get in touch. You know uh, the well, Instagram. Should, yeah, well, anybody. But on that note, if you are listening to this pod and you think other people would like it, please pass the pod. Correct. Um, so Let's start off a nice story. It is a nice story. It's different to starting off because it's either... Well, it's normally us slating each other. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily slating each other, but I would say it's more us slating people that have sent some terrible stories in. There is that. Um, but our next section, as always, is Tour Trash Talk. And quite a good week in golf. Yeah, you know what I want to start with this, though, Josh? I know we have Tour Trash Talk and, and we talk about everything on tour, but I want to start with... Are you going to ruin the order of the show here? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I want to start with Ricky oh. Fowler. I think it's really important that we sort of... How are we going to start with Ricky Fowler? We never do that. No, I just think it's important. I think fair play to him. I was slagging him off a couple of weeks ago, um, saying that I think he's done, he's going to lose all his deals. Yeah. He even slagged him off to golf monthly on that Tuesday, I think. Wow. <laughs> I look like I know what I'm on about. <laughs> no, but that just shows the fickle nature of golf. It does, and it also shows what a mad game golf is. The fact that you can go from literally being nowhere and finish third in a comp. In fact, there's a few stories about that today. There is. Um, so, go on, let's start with Ricky Fowler. You so go on, we've we got some stats down here. Let's, yeah. let's, let's reel off these stats. So, so where did he finish this last week? Ricky Fowler finished third this last week. He finished 22 under par, which is very, very impressive. And he actually led for quite a lot of the uh, Yeah, because on, on social event. media, he was all over It's between him and Mitchell. I think, I don't know, if, I want to say the first guy, his first name's Kevin. Yeah, maybe. We'll go sure, with I've got K right, Mitchell written down. I should have yeah, checked we'll go with K Mitchell. Um, it, they were like, I think Mitchell led the first two and then uh, Ricky, the Ricky, Ricky was leading into the final round. Um, so he had rounds of 66, 66, 63 and 71. So he's really, his final day let him down being just one of the par. Still, I mean, still, still considering to where he's been. Yeah, absolutely, still unreal. Um, in his third round, he hit 18 of 18 greens in regulation. Now, even though he... <coughs> excuse me. A bit of oat there on my healthy diet. <laughs> my throat. Um, even though he's obviously not won, that is some good, good stats. Yeah. 18 of 18 greens because and he has been off the planet recently, exactly. which is why he has not been shooting the scores. Exactly. And it is a step in the right direction because if you are hitting the greens in regulation, you give yourself a chance to score, evidently, from his result. Um, but what is really interesting, because we actually said at the start of this and we said last week about him losing deals and potentially losing his card and things like that we looked at his earnings because that's yeah. what it's based on isn't yeah. it yeah so, so basically it, it, they say it's not it's based on points, points and fedex cup ranking but fe- more fedex cup points more money correct so in his 2018 season so we've looked at the last four seasons haven't we yep well including this one just started yep. um 2018 season was it like four just over four million 4.3 million 4.3 million yeah right not okay a, not a bad year not a bad year for the boy um <laughs> 2019, he then went and earned... 2019 to 20, he earned just over. He earned 4.9 million okay. over two years. And what were his FedEx Cup rankings on 2018 to 1920? So 18, he was 17th. 19, he was 19th. And then 20, he was 94th. That's a big drop. And then last year? 134th. Jesus. Yeah. And he only earned... I say he only, only earned... He only earned 1 million last no, year. No, but it's, it, you say only, like... These guys will have some big expenses. And put put it into perspective, this year, so we are now into the new season in the PGA Tour, he's played two events and he's earned 595 grand. 
from two events. And now the amazing thing I think along all this is the fact that it's Caddy stuck by him. Like, because it's been a demise of three years. It's not really been... a demise. Actually, no, you can't say demise, but two years, let's say, of yeah. not being good. Oh, yeah. It's, you... been, a, it's been a tough... Like, sorry, no really, phones, please. Really no phones, please. So, no, no phones, if please. If you hear my phone beep, I apologise. Um, it's been really, really tough for him. And... But he, he obviously knows that, and he was like... Yeah, he's, ob- a very he's obviously working that, hard in his game, right? He's yeah. Not, he's not, he doesn't strike me as a player um, that would be there not working on his game. Yeah. But then, saying that, Faldo... Do you remember when Faldo came out and was slating him? Oh, for going yeah, and doing, doing adverts? Yes, I do remember. That was around the Masters, wasn't it? Yeah. He, yeah, he said he'd, hope he'd shoot, rather not be working that week. Yeah, so yeah. go and shoot a commercial. Um, so uh, hopefully he can really kind of sort of silence the haters. Yeah, um, and, and this is sort of a bounce back for him because he's one of them guys in the sport. I'd put him in like the same bracket as like Jordan Spieth. Thing is, you Justin put him in the Thomas. same bracket as no, that. No, no, no he's been from, around a lot longer. I know, but not from a performance perspective. But I mean, from like good for the sport, like yeah, young, young. You know, like and that's and I think right, like, that's where the problems with this was right because he came out. He was one of the youngest players. Yeah. Like him and Rory McIlroy, yeah. and Ricky Fowler was like, "Oh my God, this is this guy from college. He's unbelievable. He's young. He's good looking. He wears what orange. college did he go to? Uh, Oklahoma State. I don't think That's he did. Why he wears orange, mate? I don't think. Don't think he did. Go on, you search that. Mic drop. Um, bet you he did. Um, only because I wanted to go there as a kid because he went there. Uh, <laughs> I just admit to that. Absolute fanboy. Um, it's just be awkward. It's not the right uni now. Correct. Yeah, thank you. Anna. Well done. I'll take um, it back. I do my. Thank you. Will you just say that I got it right? You do. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah, take thanks, it back. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks. Good. You just said I got it right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he came out of college like this top guy. Um, and we all forget it was probably like 17, 18 when he started to come out on tour. And, like, you look through a footballer's career, you look through a golfer's career, any sports person's career, they're going to start off high, then it's yeah. going to come down. Yeah, and the, that these downward spirals usually happen to what sort of like towards the end of people's career because they span 10 years usually. His is going to span like 25, 30 years. So within that, he's going to have like three careers in one. Yeah. And there's a, there is no, well, no, there's no golfer to my knowledge that has constantly been at the top. Don't yeah. say Tiger because Tiger had a drop off as well. The goat. But he still had a drop-off, didn't he? He still had a time where... You know the only person that you could probably argue right now, right? From my knowledge, maybe there's somebody before this, is is um, DJ. Yeah. Like may, maybe like he likes very, of Ben Hogan, yeah. uh, Nicholas, player. Like, I'm guessing... I, I, I'm not going to say it's different, but it was different then um, because not everybody had the access to what they had in terms of if you weren't a lot of money, you had you could sort of jump ahead. and Anyway. Yeah, go on. Sorry. So, it's um, I I'm interested to see if this is the start of a comeback. Well, he's playing this week, isn't he? He's playing again this week. So, if he gets another good finish, I'd be I'm on the Ricky Fowler train. Come on, son. I mean, I Get hope, that orange like back him. out on a Sunday, lad. I you know like I mean? him. I think he's like losing orange. He's great. You think he, he doesn't wear the orange anymore? Oh, good. Not the full orange, anyway. Yeah, well, like right clown, isn't he? Yeah, but you wanted to go to the same university, mate. That'd been you. Oh, Ricky, can I have one of your hats, please? I'm sponsored by Puma as well. I've got personal last time. I'll give you a gift. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sponsored by Puma as well. <laughs> what a prick. Okay, so let's move on. CJ Cup. Just finish this. Yes. Way. So, winner, Rory McIlroy. Did he win? He won, mate. 25 under par. He won. Second, this does not shock me whatsoever. Morikawa. Colin Morikawa, 24 under par. I've not actually seen these results. And then, obviously, Ricky Fowler, third. Ricky Fowler and Mitchell, third. Right, listen to this, though. Rory McIlroy, notoriously bad at starting events, right? Yeah. He went like this was his round. 68, 4 under par. 67, 5 under par. Then he had a 62 on the third round. 10 under par. And then 66, 6 under par to finish. Mate, some performance. All weekend, solid. Yeah, all that, weekend. That, that is pretty impressive. Where we are, we know what Roy's like. Can have a bad day one, day two, and then he's digging himself out of the hole. Not this week. Class, right? And he came out of a quote, and I completely agree with this. Like, you may remember, obviously, because everyone listening is an avid listener to this podcast, we spoke months back about him chasing speed, chasing Bryson, trying to add speed, trying to do this, and then this hook came into his game because he's trying to add this speed. You're describing your game. Correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, me and Rory are very similar. <laughs> yeah, we both earned 4.3 million last <laughs> year. <and> then... <laughs> uh, but he came out and he, he had a quote about how just being him is important. Like, in a sense of, he sort of realised that he doesn't need to chase But you know what gets this. me? How many people make this mistake? Uh, Faldo made this mistake. He wanted to reunite his swing because he thought it wasn't good enough yep. after winning majors. Now, okay, yep. he came back and actually won a major again. Yep. Then you got your likes of Luke Donald, tried to revamp his swing to get distance. Yep. Why not just work on aspects of your game? You know, there's one person for me that hasn't done this, is Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson, for me, is one player that has worked on his game in the areas that he's good at. For example, what was down to him to win the Masters? His wedge play. He laid up in every single par five when he won the Masters, both times. So, like, there's so many golfers. My question is, though, when was the last time that he won something? And I, I agree, he's probably not won something recently. But That's where he needs to change, though, isn't it? That's yeah. where the game's getting away from him now. I, bet I, was, I, I agree what you're saying. I bet you his ranking... Okay, let's have a look at his world ranking then. I completely agree what you're saying, but Zach Johnson and Roy McIlroy are very different. Roy McIlroy already hits it a long way, so why is he trying to find more? Well, that's my point. So why, 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 if he's not looking for it, why is he looking for it? What? Why is Zach? Why is Roy looking for it when he's already long enough? Well, exactly. And so while Alex is, is looking at Zach Johnson's world ranking, Roy McIlroy's quote was, "I need to just be me." I think for the last few months, I've maybe tried to be someone else to try and get better and sort of realise that being me is enough. I can do things like this. And then he said, I don't need to search for anything. It's all right here. And I completely agree. The guy's an unbelievable putter. The guy hits the ball plenty far enough. Do you know what I mean? He is up there with and should be up there in the conversation with the likes of um, DJ, with the likes of all those guys, Brooks Kepka, do you know what I mean? He's up there with them. Like, so this was his 20th win on tour, right? If I'm not mistaken. And since 2011? Um, unfortunately. <laughs> what? Where's that Johnson? Way out. I told you, mate, he needs to adapt this game. <laughs> Zach, start hitting it longer. <laughs> so, no, but do you get what I mean? Yeah, so Roy's had 20 wins on tour, right? So since 2010, when he won the Wells Fargo Championship, right, you ready for this? 
He's won something every year except 2013, 2017, and 2020. So when you look at that, that's very impressive. Exactly. I look at so we've we've talked about Rory struggling at Masters, struggling at in majors, and struggling in general. Tour event is tough. More than tough, but you look at his records in 2010, and it's a joke. You know, I think there's something really interesting here. Like we have like these sections of players, right? So you likes of Rory McIlroy, maybe Jordan Spieth in there, maybe Fowler was put in there, where if they don't do something great every year, i.e. win a major, they've had a bad year. Whereas, like, right. so you've got, like, let's say you've got 10 players that sit above the rest of them. Yeah. Like, if you had John Ram next year, didn't win a major, yep. but won two times on PJ Tour and one time on the European Tour, oh, is it a crap year? Yeah, right. But you put that for anybody else, wow, what a year they've had. Like your likes of Matt Wallace. Yes. What a season he's had. Yes. Yes, you are completely right. And this is exactly what I was going to say. So look at this, right? 2010, Wells Fargo. Good year. Yeah. Won, a, won, a, won a comp. 2011, US Open. 2012, this is where his downfalls come. Right, you ready? 2012, he won the Honda Classic, the PGA Championship, the Dell Technologies Championship, the BMW Championship, right? Unreal. Oh, year. <laughs> unreal year, yeah? But then the issue is fans... A very like fickle, not fickle, but yeah, yeah, fickle in yeah, a sense of expect that every year. Well, he should be doing that every year. Exactly. Impossible to do it every year. So he didn't win in 2013. Then he won the Open Championship, the Bridgestone Invitational, the PGA Championship in 2014. He won twice in 2015, twice in 2016, once in 18, uh, three times in 2019. No, sorry, four times in 2019, and then twice in 2020. He's won. Two, two wins in a year, but it's a bad year for Rory McIlroy. That's what I mean. This is the thing, isn't it? Actually, he's had a really good year. Um, okay, he's not done great in majors, but he's... Um, I wouldn't say no to what he's earned. Do you know what I mean? I think this could be him realising that he doesn't need to chase the speed or whatever. He's perfect. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts turning Let in... Let me get a tissue out. He's perfect. No, he's perfect. I said no, he's, he's perfect. perfect. <laughs> I I was surprised if he starts turning in serious performances, performances and majors now. Mate, I I I hope you're right. I hope he does. Like he's too good of a player not to. Definitely, definitely. I just hope he wins the Masters in the next ten years. Oh, he needs to, doesn't he? Next five years, he needs to win the Masters. Yeah, but that um, must be a massive monkey on his back, like. But that's where he needs to be mentally stronger in that. Take the pressure off yourself, lad. Like, just don't worry about yeah, but it. it's not easy, is it's it? It's not easy. I'm, I'm sat here in your living room saying it. Absolutely dissolving when he hits the tee at Norwich. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not easy, but he's he's in the right... By the sounds of it, he's in the right headspace with his game to to win it now. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. He's in a much better place. He just needs to stay there, doesn't he? Um, someone else want to talk about Colin Morikawa. We all know how good this guy is. Boring. Right, you're but, too good. You're boring. Right, it isn't it. You know what I mean. I know what you mean, but listen. So on his final round, he shot ten under par. Right, he had seven birdies on the front nine. Seven birdies on the front nine. Give someone else a chance. To come, and he came. He came second. He lost by one. One shot. Lost that one. One shot. I'm telling you, mate. This guy. This guy is going to be up there, and going to be in the conversation with a number of wins with Tiger Woods. He will be, mate. No, mate. He's going to no, win mate. a lot, mate. No, mate. He, no one will ever get past I Sam Snead and, and um, Tiger Woods' 
overall tour victories. I'm telling you right now. Mate, the guy's like you know 22 times? years old, mate. Do you know how many times he's won? That's fine. That's fine. And how old is he now? How old is Tiger Woods? Mate, how old is Tiger Woods? Tell me, how, tell me that. You, you're his how biggest many, fan. Mate, he has had 82 wins. That's fine. That's that's all well and good, right? So, he's had 82 wins, right? He's 45 years old. Mate, but, but you, you, in an era where he was winning, his win percentage was half. Like he'd, every other event he turned up to, he won. Yeah, and I know we spoke about that last week, mate, right? I'm telling you, but no point, one will surpass that in our lifetime. I'm not saying surpass it, mate. I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth no, now. No, you just said compete with it. I said he will be up there. No, I did not say he'll surpass disagree. it. The guy's 24 years old, mate. He's got 20 years. I bet you Tiger had more victories at 24 years old than him. I'm sure he did, but Tiger was on tour a lot earlier. But, but my point is, well, mate... why not be on tour earlier then if you're good enough? You're just argumentative, mate. You're not listening <laughs> to the point I'm making. I get what your point is. The point I'm making player. is he's an unbelievable player and the amount no, no, of no, no. times I that agree. he's up there, mate, he's going to turn in some victories, I, I'm telling look, you. I agree with that. My point is the fact that I don't think he's going to get near his, his total winnings. There's too many good I, players. I didn't say he was going to surpass And Tiger him. was very much more above everybody else. I said he will be in the conversation with okay, those guys. So, okay, you're going to say... He's, so, all right, you're I didn't s- say he's going to surpass him, mate. Okay, so let me just... Let me, let me clarify this. Let me clarify what you're saying right now. So, you are going to put him in the likes of this. Sam Snead, Tiger Woods, 82 victories each. Jack Nicholas, 73. Ben Hogan, Armand Palmer, Byron Nelson, Billy Casper, Phil Mickelson, Walter Hagen. And Ke- you're going to put him... Tom Watson. You're going to put him in that category of player? Mate, I, let I, me tell you where. Let, let, let me put it in perspective. How many do you think Justin Johnson's had? Go on. How many do you think? He's won a lot, hasn't he? He's won a fair amount, yeah. How many do you think? Go on, tell me. I don't you know. tell me. I don't know. Tell me. 24. That's right. Old, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. He's quite a bit older, mate. That's fine. He's 24. Okay. He's not calling Mo Cowell, mate. Roy McIlroy's only had 19. Ernie He's Ellis, not, 19. 20. He's still 20 now. 20 now. It's, it's been updated, not been updated. Come on, get with it, PJ. <laughs> so, Dustin Johnson's a quarter of the way there to surpassing Tiger Woods. A quarter of the way there, and look how many times people are like, oh my God, he's unbelievable. He's absolutely unbelievable. Like, I get it, he is unbelievable, but it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. I didn't say he was going to surpass him, mate. <laughs> anyway, let's move on before I lose my rag. Let's move on to European tour, shall we? Um, no, because I want to talk about our picks. Oh, right, my picks. Paul Casey, he finished 20-something, you said? He finished 25th, 17 under One par. shot behind your Manhattan. So Manhattan finished tied 18th, 18 under par. Not bad shouts, really. No, I'd say they're pretty good. No, very good shouts. Obviously, they're tied 18th and tied 25th, so they're, they're quite decent. The other thing I want to talk about before we move on, Joachim, I think I say this wrong every time, Joachim Neiman, mate. Did you see this hole? I don't know what hole it was, right? Par four. No. He shanked it off the tee, right? He had to take an unplayable. Oh, Jesus. Right? And then he's holed out from, for birdie from the other fairway, from the next fairway. I mean, <laughs> that is highly, highly, highly lucky. Like, you can't see the hole. You can't see it. He's, he's hitting over a hill. Do you know what that reminds me of? Carl Plunkett shot. <coughs> what? Ball for, above his ball feet. feet. He's still talking about over that. Over a mound, two feet. Still talking about that. 
Carl Plunkett's uh, 18 handicapper, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a member of a golf club anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the other thing before we move on I want to talk about is yet another round. We spoke about this last week. Yet another tournament on the PJ Tour of ridiculously low scores. Yeah, I mean... This uh, and we're going to compare this. Well, let's with the European go. Tour. Let, let's. So, what was the winning score on European tour? Six under par. Six under par. What, what was the what was Rory's score? Twenty five under par. I mean, what is more exciting? Seeing the seeing a golfer like a top player have to golf their way around, make birdies when they can, or them throwing darts and become a putting competition. Because for me, the way the PGA Tour courses are set up. It's set up for long drivers and good putters, which I know that's the aim of the game. But for me, I think a European tour player is more of a golfer in a sense. And I think personally, that's why European tour players find it hard going over to America because these courses are very much set up one way. Yeah, We're all learning. I'm out of times. I, I carry the tournament. We didn't hit driver that much. Whereas you look on the, your PJ tour, they seem to hit driver a lot. Yeah. Oh, 100%. They're, they're... I think something's got to be done. They've got to... They've got to but what know. do they do then? What I don't do know. Do? This is the holy grail question. Like they've obviously shortened the driver length, um, which is Bry- Bryson's not allowed to hit driver. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bryson. This year you're no allowed- on how far you can drive it. <laughs> you're allowed 13 clubs in the bag. Like, like, and you got to take eight iron off every tee. A club speed limit. <laughs> no, no, you're clocked. That is three points in your license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strike one. Uh, no, I don't know what they can do. The thing like, is, though, that won't stop him because they'll just hit three wood just as far. Yeah. Mate, last year he was, he was driving greens of iron. You know what mate, you've got to do is you've got to move where this... Tr- the trouble is on these golf courses now is they have to move this trouble up further to where that landing zone is yeah. to make him think twice about playing short of it. Yeah. But do they... Basically just put a shitload of bunkers in. But then the other thing, though, do they just uh, trick up the greens more? Well, yeah, but what, how do you do that? That's, that's, that, that, that. Yeah, irrigation systems. Just put irrigation systems in. Do, <laughs> do you mean faster? Do you mean slopier? What What do you mean? Change it every day. Not a slopier, obviously, but I mean like... Like a 3D green. <laughs> no, I mean like one day have them dead fast, next day I'm dead, so they've got to adjust, got to it harder. It's grass. More air, less air. Whatever they do at the Masters. On that note, I think we should move on swiftly. <laughs> um, so... We'll talk about the European Tour then, the Andalusia Masters at Valderrama. Now, this golf course... Well, you said to me it's notoriously hard, Notoriously very hard, very thick, rough, very narrow. And let always, me... always, let's say, high-scoring in inverted commas. Yes. Then let me put this into perspective, okay? John Rahm, number one in the world. Mm-hmm. Missed the cut. He missed the cut. Right. And this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous, right? If you think about John Rahm... And how good of a golfer that guy is. I bet, the he guys, not, I bet he's not missed more than five, maybe eight cuts in his career. Mate, the guy's a joke. That's not even the worst thing he missed the cut. It's not the worst thing. The worst thing is... He didn't break apart. It took him 23 holes to get a birdie. Mate, 23 holes. Jesus. 23. He only played two rounds. I don't know what to make of that. Mate, that, if that doesn't tell you how hard this golf course... Okay, he could have had a bad week. Let's let's say he's had a bad week. He's I think allowed, he's allowed to have a bad week. He's allowed a bad week. He's John Rahm. He's unreal, right? He's allowed a bad week. He's been an absolute monster. Still ball number one, isn't he? Yeah, he's still not not struggling, is he, lad? But that shows how hard this golf course is, and the fact that the the winning score was six under par. Yeah, six under par. I don't remember the last time I saw a event. But that's that, my point. That is like that. that is what golf should be to me. Well, I just now, play this every now, week. now, now. The winner was obviously Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So 
like, I was having a conversation with Neil from Golf Monthly about this. Like, golf courses that are set up harder, a little bit more fiddly, are definitely more down his alley. Look where he's won. Cron Saucier. Yeah. Not the longest golf course, very fiddly. Won yeah. there twice. Okay, Valderrama. Pretty long, but quite fiddly, so it sort of yeah. limits the long hitters. You put him at a Ryder Cup where it's bombs away. Hey, <laughs> it's not set up for him, is it? No, because not. he's not the struggling. longest player on tour. Yeah, struggling. And something that is, it's almost, it's quite impressive actually. Uh, I saw a tweet by Daniel Rappaport. And who? who? Is he like some pundit? Yeah, I think I don't want to scroll up. In fact, I can do it because I've taken a screenshot. He is a staff writer slash Tiger's correspondent for Golf Digest. Spinny pitch appreciator made every court as a PJ tour caddy. Apparently. I like, I like that. That's his, that's his Twitter bio. Spinny pitch appreciator. Um, but he tweeted, and it's quite nice actually, these tweets. So he tweeted saying, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick couldn't have had a tougher Ryder Cup when 0-3 fatted one into the piss to lose last singles match, handed the USA the widest margin of victory in the modern era, and become the first guy in two in decades to play two Ryder Cups and have zero points. And he wins his next start. Unreal. Now, for me, that's got to be a lot of the golf course. But also, mm. like, very good mentally from him. Oh, to come out that, that he was a, not slated, but he was... Obviously, people were talking about never won a point. Da, 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 yeah. da, da. He's obviously an unbelievable player, but... I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like... He's just a good player and just didn't you have off weeks. Yeah. And Unfortunately, they've come on where the whole golfing world is centred on, on those that. three days. Yeah, yeah. And another tweet he said was, Matt Fitzpatrick trying to pull a foul, though, 15 passes, 15 holes at Valderrama. See, that shows the level of golf course it is. Yeah. Like, the toughness. It says a lot about the kid to be in contention in the first half of the Ryder Cup nightmare. Um, so, yeah, just massively, massively important for him, I think, to have that. And to have them play the way he is. And to be fair, if you look at look at if you look at the European team, this is quite mad actually. I noticed this before. Roy McIlroy won. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ian Poulter finished tied 18th with Till Hatton. Mm-hmm. Paul Casey tied 25th. Mm-hmm. There's some decent performances following an absolute mullering. Some solid mental state there. Yeah, I mean, they're good players, mate. Like, doesn't doesn't take a lot to be wrong. Victor Hovland tied 18th as well. There's another one. So, fair dues. Like, but I mean, I looked at that Ryder Cup as we were never going to win it, which is bad. But that that American team is just a joke. Well, I said the same. Yeah. Um. Just just to fill you all in on the rest of the results tied second Min Woo Lee Min Woo Lee through under par and Seb Soderberg through under par and then tied fourth you had Alex Bjork Laurie Cantor Ryan Fox David Lipsky James Morrison Robert Rock and Fabrizio Zanotti 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 so that wraps up the European tour so let's talk about what we've got this week so on the PJ tour we have the Zozo Championship don't we yep and a reasonably stacked field, not not massively, um, but there's some big names playing. So you've got the likes of, he says, pulling up the field. Will Zalatoris is playing. Um, you've also got 
Colin Markow playing again, Xander Schofley, Kevin Nart, Sung J M Shock, uh Joachim Neiman, Alex Norrin, Siwoo Kim, Havana the third. What style of golf course is this? What style of golf course? Why have you asked me that question? I have no idea. Where is no. it It's alright, I'll get it up here. It's the Zozo Championship, mate. Uh, Paul Casey's playing again. You've got Mackenzie Hughes playing. He had a good year last year. Matt Wallace is playing. So some big, big names playing. Tell you what, like Matt Kigo. Wallace has literally featured his way out there, hasn't he? How's he been getting on? What, this year so far? Well, there's only been two events, hasn't there? No, just mean in general. How's he been getting on what? He played European Tour this week, I think, Matt Wallace. So it's in Las Vegas today, this week. That was last week. Oh, sorry. So it was over 24, there you go. It's in... It's very uh, unprofessional, was this? We're going to party, aren't we? Come on. Who are you going to pick? Who am I going to pick? I'm going to pick... Um... Can we do this as top 10? Mix it up slightly. What, a top 10 finish? Okay, Colin Morikawa, cheers. Because <laughs> he's boring. I think, we should, I think we should do... Uh, pick a top 10 finish, out someone outside the top 10 in the world. That makes it more interesting because you can just pick the same bleeding person every week. Right, okay, we'll have a pick to win and a top 10 finish. Okay. Pick two. to win, pick to place, yeah. top 10. But that pick to place has to be outside the top 10 in the world. Right, okay. So my pick to win is Colin Morikawa. Okay. So your pick to win is Colin Morikawa. And my top 10 is Sung Jim. So I'm going to go for my top 10 as Matt Wallace. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to go for my to win... Ooh, the choice. Xander Schofler, that could be a good shout, choices. actually. Kevin Nah, he's not in top 10 in the world. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. This might be a bit of a curveball, this, really. But, uh, Something like Garrick Higgo or something. No, no, I just fancy. There's a name that's coming out to me here. There's a name that's coming out to me. Are you going to say it, or are you just going to keep looking at it, I'm trying to find go it? For, <laughs> I'm going to go for to win. This person's not inside the world's top 10. But I'm going to go for Keegan Bradley. Keegan Bradley. I think he's back on the radar. I think he's got no chance. No chance, but I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever take our betting tips. No, absolutely not. I'll take mine. Colin Morkow's got a very good chance of winning. Um, yes, but Ricky Fowler's playing. Why don't you take Ricky? He's not inside, he's not inside the top 10 in the world. I'll go Ricky Fowler then. What's his top 10 or to win? Win. Right. And Matt Fitzpatrick inside the top 10. Decent, 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 decent. Right. Tommy Fleet was playing as well. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't don't think he's going to do, do much, sorry. I can't remember who I picked. Who's my outside of the top ten? So Sung Jim, yeah. Sound. Right, let's leave that there to our trash talk. And let's move on to tech talk. Because, my friend, you want to talk about a putter, don't you? Yeah, I want to talk about a putter. So, let me bring it up here. So, I saw this putter on Instagram. Now... What's it called? It's sort... Let me build a suspense... You gotta tell them what it's called. No, don't tell them what it's called. I tell them how I saw it. So I was scrolling through Instagram, uh, and I just thought, you yeah, know, I'm just gonna be looking through here. Oh, what's this new, new sort of thing that's a putter? Okay, so <laughs> the best thing I can describe, it looks like the Millennium Falcon. What? The Millennium Falcon? It looks nothing like the Millennium Falcon, mate. <laughs> what are you thinking? No, it looks like a half pipe. It looks like a skateboard halfpipe, yeah, yeah, with a hole in it. Okay, so it's called Aculoc 
putters and available in five beautiful colors pink red blue black and silver i personally like the black the blue and the red i think it's quite nice and the pink's nice burgundy actually it's cool um so basically let me sort of tell you what the idea behind them is the they look absolutely horrific i have to say is it like a putting system this or is it, or uh, is it... i guess so yeah so their idea is um let me just their description the Aculoc putter's automatically optimized design permits the grip to rest against the leading forearms and the inner face and the surface, stabilizing the hands, the arms, and the shoulders. So putting like Bryson. Yeah. Um, using the core muscles of the stance that facilitates simultaneous viewing of the target line and the golf ball, this method reduces or eliminates the hands, arms, and shoulder movements, resulting in more accurate putts. Each Aculoc comes with a uh, Biomech Aculoc head cover. Putting like Bryson. Yeah, but basically, how I can describe it is you've got your front of your face, right? Usually the hosel sits right near the front, doesn't it? Or yeah. on the inside left, if we're right under it. But the hosel right. sits at the back, doesn't it? The hosel sits at the back. There's no real hosel, really. <laughs> oh, God, I don't like it. Do you know? I do you know? It now. Odyssey, like Odyssey like... mate, Odyssey did a putter range called the back strike. It's like the ball sat. Odyssey have done this before, like something similar, called the back strike. And it was like your your neck of your putter went in right at the back of the putter yeah and it basically said oh your hands are ahead already yeah so if, it, if it's quite hard to picture this if you don't really know what we're talking about but if you think of a putter the shaft of a putter is normally in line with the face isn't it or there or thereabouts in line yeah. with the face whereas this the shaft of the putter goes into the back of the putter head yeah. So the rather than having the majority of the put head behind the shaft, it's in front of the shaft, yeah. which just disgusts me. And then the, no, the idea, the neck, the neck does come forward, so your hands will be sat sort of around them. Well, how else, mate? It's gonna not gonna be totally. So the neck then bends forward yeah. into like the. Oh no, I couldn't do it. Why couldn't you do it? Just thinking about it makes me feel a bit ill. <laughs> and then and the then the side. the grip goes up your arm. Yeah. Like Bryson. So, it's not really new, is it? The, the head's not so new. Why has it got a hole in it? That's what I don't understand either. Look, mate, Odyssey did this putter. Might well, I get one. Just, to, just for you to try it. Is it exactly the same? Oh, no, I couldn't do it. Okay, look, look, this is what I mean. How the, how the neck would sit. Mm, not for me. <laughs> not yeah, for me. Not so, for my question is, how much does it cost? Well, it's, it, it, it's pricey. What did you say? It was three hundred and twenty-nine dollars. So on the current exchange rate, let me just do the maths. That's about two hundred forty-nine pounds. <laughs> this is where 60. we are. This is where we are, perhaps. <laughs> two hundred forty-nine pounds sixty, to be precise. And my next question to be to you would be: Why would you not just buy a two-ball Odyssey for two hundred forty-nine pounds and save yourself sixty p? Well, I can't disagree, but. Then if this is the new kill on the block and yeah, it works, is it like the old like? This is, I don't want to. I don't want to. You're gonna. Him, you're about to use the word flashing a pan, aren't you? Flashing a pan, like gimmicky, like thing, like but that forward putter. Isn't isn't like putting isn't, forwards? Isn't anything that's not from a, a main retailer gimmicky though? In most people's eyes, because it's not done for one of the big four. Mm, who would you say the big four are? Or Callaway. And putters, just in general. Callaway, Ping, TaylorMade. Titleist. Titleist, yeah. Right, Cobra One Labs are done all right. They weren't flashing the pan. Mm, yeah, but that's different. Mm, they had a, they had a they had a world top ten player backing them. 
That yeah, like, exactly what I mean. Like no, 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 no one on tour has taken up that putting forward stance thing, have yeah, they? But that, that, like, that's exactly, that's what I'm saying. Is it got that that's a bit of not that? That is it. I know it's not, but has it got a bit of that about it? Like, why has it got a hole in the face in the in the center of it to explain that? This moron here. How am I a moron? How am I a moron? It's, it's is a that valid the normal point. way of standing to a putter. You're still standing side on. I know you still. I know. I know you're still standing side on. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying yeah, you stand. There's plenty of putters that have holes in the middle of them. No, but what my the Zen putter had a yeah, hole in the middle. But my point I'm making is, is it just a gimmick? Is it like make them trying to make a quick bit of money? Someone will buy them. Some golfer will I buy mean, that. I mean, you could argue there is, but I wonder if let's have a look on the website. I wonder. But if... from, in my head, I'm thinking, why on earth would I go and buy that? When I know that the two ball's been you used on tour for years, you and know why, Josh? Because you're a brand snob. Works, of, works of wonders, and you're a brand snob. I'm not a brand snob, though, am I? I had Rife Cubs for a year. I'm not. I had Rife Cubs for a year. I'm not trying to plug any any. Here you go. This is how it looks. Any brand or anything. Oh man, it looks horrific back in front of the ball, mate. Look at that. That is ridiculous. It doesn't it doesn't kink in that mate. It's, that's it that's a yeah, it leans forward. Yeah. No. That one you you showed me was more like Yeah, that's the backstrike uh, odyssey. Like the backstrike the backstrike odyssey, the it like the bent open went up the middle of it. Where this has just got an angled shaft. Mate, it's horrific. It looks horrendous. Some pro using there though. Is there some pro using it, or is it just someone taking a photo with it? He looks like a pro. He looks like a pro, but it's got a Puma t-shirt on. Is it Ricky? And that's it. Like... Looks. It looks dreadful. It looks dreadful. I'm sorry, I can't get behind the that. Simplified target alignment places shoulders appropriate at the appropriate angle. Sets up the goal for in balance stance, minimising extraneous movement, three built-in alignment aids, and uh, optimises putting motion. See, I just... I, I, I'm I'm off trying new things. This stinks like hence, hence the, Hence the grip. I'm off trying new things. Do you know what I mean? But I can't get better. It just looks horrendous. Can you imagine rocking up to your local golf club with that? People be like, what on earth are you doing? I'd like to try the long, the long um, grip up the forearm, but on a normal putter. Yeah, I, I would. Not that not, I couldn't. That's weirding me out. I don't understand why you'd spend that much money on it either. It's a lot of money for something that's not proven. When you can get an Odyssey two ball that has been around for years and works. Do you know what I mean, mate? Yeah, I agree. Do you agree with what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, we're going to do something a little bit different now to finish off, aren't yeah. we? We're not going to call it anything different because it's sort of tech. Um, we'll call it this or that. That's what we can call it. That's just yeah. come to me now. This or that, okay? So we've got one, two, three, four, five things. We're going to discuss them as we go. First one, this or that, Alex. Laser or GPS? Handheld GPS slash watch. Laser. Why? I think you can get a more definite uh, number to what you're actually hitting to. Now that's all relevant to the level of play you are. I think if you're a lower handicap player, yeah, laser all day. Fair enough. I would also agree. I, I, have, I have both, but. Mm, not hard. 
But it's not both, is it? It's this or that, mate. Come on. I would also go laser. Okay. If I was to forget one, I'd rather forget my watch than my laser. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, next one. Spiked or spikeless? Spikeless, because you can wear them in your car and in the bar. Completely agree. And they don't make that stupid noise when you're walking around. On no. Puffs. You wouldn't wear... <laughs> I'm not talking about metal spikes, you clown. It's a fact, though, isn't it? No, 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 I'm talking about... We all remember the interview. Bryson walking behind Brooks, looking over his spikes. Don't want to do that, do you? No, it's quite a lot. Of, quite a lot of tour players do wear metal spikes. Yeah. No. Some people wear them just on your left foot as well. A bit more what about in winter though? Don't play with the golf. <laughs> Fair with the golf for this lad. Uh, I'm also big on the spike list, <coughs> um, and I think Puma do a great range. So Puma, if you want to send me any, that'd be great. Um, leather or all weather glove? Leather all day. Absolutely. I don't can't stand an all weather glove. I think it just feels plasticky. Correct. And it just feel I feel like it's slippy. Whereas the leather feels like it can really grips like grip, even yeah. when it's wet. The only thing is, if you get a leather glove, if you oh, get go a leather shit, glove gone. wet, once you stop playing that glove, you need to get a new glove. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one issue. So I yeah, hence why it's not a weather. Yeah. Um, but. Equally, you don't need to go like full on like the top expensive leather ones. You can get like a foot joy one that's fifteen quid. Faux leather jobby in it, like no, that no. work. I've got one of them. That kind of which one? The one that I used in Gran Canaria. What's that? It's just a, it's just it's it's like a leather glove. It's it's in essence is a leather glove, but it cost me about seven quid as opposed to costing me. Like, what is it? It's a foot joy glove, what's mate. It? What's the but no? But I don't know, mate. I bought it at the mirror. What mid, colour packet right? was it? Black. I don't know. Not either one. Is it a Cyflex? It's like the one, literally the one below their top of the range. Was it weather soft? No, it's the one below the top of the range. Just trying to catch him out, wasn't it? It wasn't an all weather golf. Um, just trying to catch you out. Next one, carry or trolley? Absolutely, one hundred percent carry. Depends how my shoulders are feeling. <laughs> carry one hundred percent. Glass man over here. Carry got to be carry. I prefer carrying personally. I just don't like the whole rigmarole of. Charlie gets in the way. Yeah, it's just like if I'm going over green, I don't want to have to walk around it. Walk around it, which Makes is you walk a lot longer. Correct. Yeah. However, somewhere like I played in Crew at Witchwood Park last week, yeah. trolley was an absolute godsend because you're walking like five minutes in between holes. Yeah. Um, and last one. Titleist or Shrixen? Balls. Titleist. I've used both and I'll probably go Titleist as well. But that's like brand snobbery, isn't it? Because realistically, a Pro V and a Z Star are going to do the same thing. Hence why I play a Bridgestone, because it's the same thing. So you're saying a Pro V and a Z Star will do the same thing? Yeah. Balls are ball, mate. They might perform differently. Yeah, but for a club golfer, if it's round and got dimples, it's all the same. No, I mean, I understand the difference no, between, agree, like, like, top flight and a Pro V1, but I mean, like, a, a, that top echelon of ball... Along a premium ball, there's not yeah, that much difference. Yeah, like, that Titleist Pro V1, yeah. Shrix and Z Star, Bridgestone BRX S, or whatever you want to, whichever one you want to go for, and the Callaway Chrome Soft, yeah. TaylorMade TP5. I agree. Ball's a ball at that range for me. I agree. Do you know what I mean? They don't fly differently. They don't go further. I think we've uh, we touched a nerve there, everybody. No, we've not touched a nerve. But we'll do this every week or if yeah, until we run out of... Yeah, this or that. 
until we run out of... Um, I want you to think about this ne- between now and next time. If you go in GPS, is it watch or is it stuck to your bag? Don't say no. Think about it for next time. Well, I don't have one that sticks to my bag. Well, you just ruined the whole thing. <laughs> so it's going to be a watch, isn't it? <laughs> okay, links or Parkrun. Don't say now. Wait till next time. Okay. And I want you. I've not played links. And I want you to think about clubs wise, Cobra or TaylorMade. <laughs> I'll think about it between now and then. I'll let you know. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yes, we will see you next week. Next Wednesday, we should be back. Back at the same you know, time. How's your schedule looking? All right, Alex. Yeah. I'll fit you in, mate. <laughs> Sound. See you next week, guys. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta.